0: Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice from Audible.com. Bill Crystal here to talk about all the developing uh, news of the week. Bill, how's it going?
1: I'm fine. How are you? I'm a director up here in your neck of the woods in Massachusetts. Nice, brisk weather. Very interesting conference dedicated to the work of James G. Wilson, who is a wonderful political scientist to the rare of both common sense and genuine academic rigor and ended up being pretty conservative as a result of combining those two things. So. And he died about a year ago, and it's a nice conference for him at Harvard and D.C., and it's great. So I'm that, up here at your neck of the woods. that was yes. talking about Michael Graham. You're staying Wednesday night there with the Massachusetts Republicans. Someone already told me about that. So. Great, yeah. Because you're your causing trouble up here.
0: I, I'm th- that the only thing you can do if you're anywhere to the right <laughs> of uh, Chairman Mao is to try to cause trouble. By the way, speaking of causing trouble, as you know, I'm part of the... Don't pay attention to the North Koreans and they'll go away block. And yet every day, incrementally, they keep stepping things up. The second missile was moved over towards the east coast of the peninsula, which would be put in a position to be used against our allies and theoretically maybe an American target like Guam. Are 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 you keeping an eye on North Korea or can we go back to the he's just causing trouble to get attention stage yet?
1: You know, if you go back to that more easily if we had spent the last 30 years really aggressively pursuing missile defense, as President Reagan proposed 30 years ago, and which we've done sporadically and half-heartedly. And as a result, the guy's a lunatic, and the country's a horrible basket case, and he's killed millions of his own citizens. And unfortunately, you know, at the end of the day, though, there could be a nuclear weapon on a missile. And more importantly, I mean, this is a guy who already has helped Syria build a nuclear weapons plant which the Israelis destroyed in two thousand seven. Uh, any hope of containing Iran and the war in a world when North Korea is sitting there producing that stuff, they're willing to sell it to bad actors in the Middle East. And that hope goes down a lot. So no, I think it's pretty serious, much as I'm tempted to go your way and focus on the real news of the day, which has inspired me up here in Boston, I want to say, which was seeing that President Obama taking a five percent tax cut, giving five percent of his four hundred thousand dollars back to the <laughs> Treasury. I thought that, that that kind of empathy, it just it really I was deeply moved, really. Almost choked up.
0: I have a tear in my eye. President Obama taking a 5% pay cut. Meanwhile, household incomes are down 8.2%. Uh, so if my public school math uh, serves me, Bill, we're still 3.2% behind the and president.
1: Richard Cohen, has a very, who is a liberal columnist for The Washington Post, has a very good column today about how really sickening it is when wealthy people actually try to pretend to be empathetic with middle class people who are struggling with saying, he's going tells tell the good story of going in and saying, it is because Boston can give him a raise, and his wealthy, very wealthy boss says, well, I'm not taking a raise myself either this year. And of course, it makes it worse, not better. Right. President Obama pushed for the tax hike on the wealthy. President Obama pushed for, it, at least accepted, the tax hike on everyone in terms of the payroll tax going back up, predictably economic growth is And now he his his is to propose a few more taxes in his budget that he's releasing next week, and to take uh, a pony phony pig that I mean it really is be better to do nothing you know it is sometimes these liberals are pretty effective at the kind of um uh, you know symbolic politics as we learned during the campaign in 2012 but the good news is they overdo it and they think they can just get away with this endlessly and at some point I think it really backfires and I wonder whether there won't be a real reaction to this
0: well my question is you have this uh, 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 no, the new job numbers coming out, And so we've had four years of the same approach. As Nancy Pelosi said, the best way to grow jobs is to sign unemployment checks. President Obama, you have to have top-down spending. We've had the top-down spending, and still, what did we have? 88,000 new jobs last month. Under Reagan, we had 8 hundred thousand jobs in single months regularly it seems to me that the verdict is in on this approach that this anemic growth should be unacceptable uh will president obama be held to that are, are people simply going to say but the rate went down to 7.6 percent it must be hunky dory out there
1: i think the danger is people might come to believe gee it's the new normal the whole world situation is so difficult as there's the economy and the post-financial crisis crash crisis this no one could have done better. I mean, that's really what Clinton—literally what Clinton said. Remember, at the Democratic convention, it worked well enough to, to keep Obama at 51 percent. Uh, which means that part of it is just reality, and part of it is the Obama administration is being mugged by reality. But you can't count on reality to sort of do the job for you. You have to. As uh, a young friend of mine once said uh, years ago, when uh, with this clip of, uh, you know, a neoconservative a liberal who's been mugged by reality was going around. He said, "Yeah, but you also the good thing with the neoconservatives, and my father was one of them, was they were willing to press charges." And there are a lot of people who say, well, reality is unfortunate, but no one's kind of accountable for this. So Republicans, conservatives, need to explain why Obama's policies have led to this and explain what they would be doing differently in terms of tax policy, monetary policy, funding and the like. The Romney campaign thought you could just say, hey, look around you, the economy's not too good. They didn't think they had to say seriously, well, this is how we can make it better. So that's really the task for the next year and a half, three and a half years, I think, for Congressional Republicans, for Republican governors, uh, conservatives outside of government to really not just to say, Oh, look at this reality, but also to say this is the these are the policy choices he made. He find mean, the inherited a difficult situation, but these are the policy choices he made and these are the choices he wants to make going forward. And here are the other choices that we could make. What about Obamacare, apparently? Don't we think possibly the slowdown in hiring has something to do with the fact that Obamacare is coming online in the next few months, actually? And that employers are looking at that and saying, oh, wait a second.
0: Bill, I I was already on uh, TV here in Boston talking about it, and the immediate response was, this is a sequester. We told you it was a sequester despite the fact. Well, of course, because the sequester hadn't taken effect. It hasn't really taken effect yet, but certainly in March it hadn't taken effect. But that will be the political spin. And like you said, if Republicans abandon the debate field and they let CBS and CNN define this, they will define it as this is more proof that Obama's right. We need to tax more rich people and spend their money for them.
1: Yeah, they really need. I mean, you can't just say it's bad. That was a big mistake of the Romney campaign. You have to mm-hmm. say why it's bad and also what the phony arguments are. The idea that the sequester would have anything like one twentieth of the effect. Much of the sequester is costing anything much mm-hmm. in terms of job creation. It's, it's cutting government spending. We can debate about the kinds of cuts and all that. But the, 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 but the idea that Obamacare doesn't just dwarf the sequester and its implications for the economy. As I say, not think of a two percent tax hike in everyone's payroll tax and. A, pretty substantial tax hike on the wealthy. I mean, it's just ridiculous.
0: Do you think we might be near the tipping point with Obamacare where the cultural elites, I hate to use hackneyed phrases like that, but I don't know how else to describe these people that you hang out with all the time, Bill Crystal, but yeah, the, where the people, me. where they start acknowledging that this has been screwed up from the beginning. I saw a column uh, just the other day, I'm trying to remember, I think Joe Klein wrote it, where he said, look, if you don't do this right, you're going to convince everybody that government really does stink as badly as conservatives say it stinks.
1: Yeah, I saw that column, and I was struck by it, too, and I think it's a good, it's a sign that intelligent, you know, people on the left who um, are, n- are getting nervous about it. They see that this could really drag them down. Uh, but the Obama administration, look, in Iraq, you know, I hate it, uh, maybe this is an analogy, because, like we were saying by mid 2004, we don't have enough troops there, we need to redo the strategy. Trump's us being too stubborn. And we said that for two years, the war got worse and worse and worse, and it ended up doing huge damage to the Bush administration, and, and also huge damage in the world because we didn't do the surge for 2007. I think the the analogy would be, will the Obama administration be so stubborn that they won't listen to their allies like Joe Klein? And also, uh, and this is unlike the war, where you could do a diversion think Dave Petraeus, and uh, Obamacare is intrinsically screwed up. I mean, uh, you can't do so easy fixes to this massive Rube Goldberg uh, central planning government-run contraption. So uh, they think, Joe Klein thinks you can. You could tweak this and move that. The truth is, I think, as more people look at it, in this case, it will be fair to say that it wasn't like there were little mistakes made in the implementation or in the design the, the you know the, the these aren't features, these aren't bugs these exactly are of Obamacare.
0: You're absolutely right. This, I think what we're seeing for the economy as an issue and for the uh, for Obamacare as an issue is the thousand cuts process, but it would be nice to see the Republicans out throwing salt on those cuts so that people see, hey, these are the fundamental flaws, either end the program, fix the program, or do something because the outcome is absolutely terrible.
1: Right. And also saying, if you want to use your thousand cuts analogy, which is, you know, uh, not very good right before lunchtime, but still, uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, and we, we can heal. We can heal the economy, and we can heal right. people. Unfortunately, the cuts have done some real damage, but it can't just be, I said again, and you, you said this many times, it can't just be, hey, look, it's not working well. It also has to be we have a better idea.
0: Bill Crystal, thanks so much for joining us for an update on the news of the week. We really appreciate your time.
1: Thanks, Michael.
0: Thanks for listening to the Weekly Standard podcast. Please check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. And thanks to audible.com for their special offer a 30 day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. Be sure to check out the special offer from audible.com. I'm your host, Michael Graham.